You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, stars are bright, Billy Bradley, and they shine big there in Texas. And we went to Texas Motor Speedway. And Billy, listen, it's not the best mile and a half on the circuit. In fact, I would put it at one of the worst mile and a half on the circuit as far as passing and that sort of thing goes. I have spent a decade there watching snooze fest. Right, literally, we call it the 40-lap nap. We get in the bus. Um, we watch the first pit stop. We take a 40-lap nap. We come back in for about the second pit stop. And, um, and, and that's what we normally did for the Texas Motor Speedway race. Well, this package has changed that. Now, I'm not saying that this race was fantastic, by any of these stretches of imagination, Billy Bradley, but um, now that we have the playoffs and now that we've got a different turn, you know, one and two, and now that we, uh, you know, Texas Motor Speedway for years put that damn tire dragon right in the groove, Billy. We, we <laughs> yelled about it, argued about it for, for years. Well, now they're using PJ1, and they're using it in a way that screwed up the entire field. But i got to be honest with you, Billy, this is probably one of the better – of, of all the races I've seen at Texas Motor Speedway, this is definitely in the top quarter of, of, of races that I've seen there. That's not to say it, it's as good as Kansas was or um, or even, you know, some other mile and a half we've been to, but it was pretty damn entertaining. There's a lot of stuff going on. And, Billy, this time of the year, I, any track we go to is going to be entertaining. Don't you think so? I would agree. And you know there's one thing in common with this Texas race being so, that, so good this time right what was that Billy? in like this your absence <laughs> yeah my absence that's right wow. yeah my absence uh that that's why it was a decent race billy bradley because i wasn't there to watch it um you're, you're absolutely right but this thing got started quick billy some problems with some teams early on uh chase elliott just I couldn't get anything going. And old Denny Hamlin got up there in that PJ1. He had himself a, a little bit of a, a trouble as well. Rob, let me go ahead and bring you in right now here. Um, that Good PJ1 evening. seemed to give a lot of folks some difficulty. And I, it, can you kind of explain to us why it was a little slippery getting in and out of that stuff there at the beginning? Well, um, the thing about track prep, is it does it needs a little heat for it to mm-hmm. really work well. Yeah. And I mean the temperatures were obviously yeah. really cool in Texas this weekend. Yeah. And it got cooler as the race went on, we finished in the dark. Yeah. So I I don't think it 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 needs a little heat for it to work right. And I think it got it got slick and it kinda stayed a little slick and uh and it was it I don't know what happened with the two and the 17 wrecking in damn near the same spot in the same way. Yeah. I mean, that at the same time, that was crazy. And I don't know if that was a PJ1 thing or if there was something on the racetrack or what, but that mm-hmm. was really bizarre for sure. They yeah, were, the PJ1 needs a little – it needs some track temp. The broadcast, it was definitely related to the PJ1 compound. And as a fan, I loved it. I wish that – that temperature would stay the same. You know, Rob, you hit on something. It's got to have the heat to get it to work the way the drivers want it to. But as a fan, I would love it to stay in those 50-degree temperatures because it made it look like they were rolling around on black ice. 
Billy, I agree with you. And I know um, race car drivers, anytime a race car driver is pissed off as a fan, I'm usually excited because um, that normally means that they're really struggling in the car or, or, or something like that. And uh, I love the fact that they had to kind of figure out the track wasn't the track that they've always raced. They went to Texas, yes, but they added a little something different to the track. I'm a, I, I love using PJ1. I'm a big proponent of it. I mean, race teams, um, they all seem to be like they want to tinker and bullshit on their cars, Billy Bradley, but they don't want to do anything that, that us fans can see in, in real life. I mean, I have no idea that Chad Canals changed bump stops on Jimmy Johnson's car. How the hell am I going to know that? All I know is that's what he tells me. But I can definitely see when the world's greatest drivers uh, have trouble with PJ1. I, I can see that, Billy. I, I notice it. You, the fans can see. They're like, Denny Hamlin? What the hell? I mean, hell, Denny Hamlin's won at that race before. And, and to see him struggle like that was was really something really something fun. i got to tell you something, who, somebody who didn't struggle, and that was Kevin Harvick. Uh, we've seen for the last about the last three years, Kevin Harvick's rolled up into Texas Motor Speedway, and he's got that place figured out. Rob Loeb's picking uh, to win, and not only did he win, he started on the pole. And SHR looked good, except for Clint Boyer, who I believe is in in, in a in the midst of a pretty damn big tailspin. He needs to get get his head out of his ass and and do something different here for Phoenix. But SHR looked great. Um, four of the top five cars that, that finished in Texas were Fords. I, and I got to tell you something, Billy, you and I have had a special treat. We've been able to watch, or actually all the listeners have, we've been able to follow along the six car because Rob Lopes is in here. And I want to tell you something, uh, watching Ryan Newman through these playoffs has really been fun. I mean, they had a, a, a bad weekend a couple weeks ago, but should have won, uh, actually, probably, in my opinion, the winner at Talladega. Um, but just keeps fighting, gouging, getting up there in top 10. Rob Lopes, you guys pulled out another top yeah. 10, uh, started 15th, raced your way up there. And I, whatever you guys are doing, man, it is fun as hell to watch. But there's another forward, Billy Bradley, in a top 10. Uh, uh, Rob, tell us how you guys uh, – I know you qualified 15. You, you finished strong. Are you talking about Texas? Hold on just a second before you bring Rob in on this. I want to know where all these Ryan Newman haters are that were busting his ass at Bristol for racing Matt to Benedetto so hard for the going to lap down. And he did the exact damn same thing to Kevin Harvick. And nobody said shit about that. Nobody said shit. I just want to know. Billy, I'm glad you brought that up. He raced the shit out of the four-car stand on lead lap. Yep, he did. I hate to do. Yeah. It's funny, Billy, because Cinderella um, Cinderella went to the ball, and after Cinderella um, got dumped but then picked back up, you know, all of a sudden nobody gives a shit about that stuff anymore. But uh, Rob Lopes, um, can you explain your weekend to us here in a nutshell? Because y'all moved forward and uh, and fought hard and kept going. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, um a weekend in a nutshell was we unloaded and we found some speed in first practice. It was very cold. Um, we were pretty pleased with where we were, thinking, okay, you know, we'll find a little more, a little something else in second practice, and we'll be good to go. Well, second practice, we kind of fell on our face, and it was we were it was just a bad practice for us. We were slower. The car was less. Newman was less happy. Is that a word? Is that a way to put it? 
unhappy yes. with the race car or his drivability. So we were like, okay, back to the drawing board. We had made a qualifying run in practice, and it sucked. Mm. We were like, well, this is really bad. And then it showed in qualifying. We didn't qualify all that well. Um, but made a lot of changes. You know, we had made a lot of changes between, you know, Saturday or uh, before Saturday's qualifying. It wasn't impound. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we had a little something. We were better, but we were we had put ourselves in kind of in a box because of what we were fighting was we were fighting aero tight, but the car was free. And uh, when he was by himself, so to free him up when he's in traffic <clears throat> means when he's by himself or if he gets in clean air, he's going to bust his ass. Yeah. So it was like, well. How are we going to handle this? And we just kind of muscled through it, and Newman muscled through it, and uh, we ended up going a lap down. I don't know, with one to go, or coming yeah. to the, I think coming to the white, we we went a lap down, and he raced the hell out of the four, and the four was lightning fast. Yes. All day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of our weekend in a nutshell. I mean, we just hammered it out to, and got it, and we finished fifteenth, by the way. Um, That's what I meant to say. With, and it was, I mean, it's, you know, that's not what we're looking for, but at the same time, it could be a lot worse. And we're we're ready to go to Phoenix because we think, you know, our short track program is pretty good. Um, Newman's pretty good in Phoenix. You know, we're hoping to, you know, kind of pick it, you know, pick ourselves up from Texas and go to Phoenix and have a good weekend there. You got to start 25th. And this is why I wanted you to explain that weekend because I was following along a little bit and I could, I could hear on the scanner, you guys were like, I mean, you talk about a team sticking after it. And this is why when, you know, people like, well, that's, NASCAR is not a team sport. I'm like, you are bullshit. It's not a team sport. It literally took everybody on that team to dial that car in so that he, I mean, he started 25th. He finishes 15th. He fights like hell. And, and, and really, I am so glad you brought that up. Um, Ryan, I mean, obviously, when Ryan Newman uh, is in front of you, he's like five cars wide. Um, but Ryan Newman did the exact same thing to Kevin Harvick that he did to um, uh, Matt Benedetto, and, and nobody said boo. And it's so funny to me that nobody – Nobody raised any stink or anything whatsoever, Billy. And and it just goes to show you how emotional this sport is because people who didn't give two shits about Matt Benedetto was losing their mind on Twitter, Billy Bradley. They were losing their mind over what Ryan Newman did, and all he did was race. I thought right. about it as soon as it happened, and I was getting ready to tweet it, and I thought, no, nope, I'm going to hold my thoughts till, till we record. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, I, the one thing that we we got to talk about here is in the points. Okay, um, this is this is pretty bleak for a couple drivers. Um, I mean, it's absolutely bleak because Denny Hamlin went to. I mean, we talked about it last week. We said, barring an absolute disaster, Denny Hamlin's probably going to end up in Homestead. Well. Disaster happened. He went from 20-some-plus to 20-some-minus, Billy. Truex and Harvick are obviously in um, with victories. Uh, Kyle Busch is 22 ahead of the cut line. Logano is 20 ahead of the cut down, of, of the cut line. But here we go. It gets interesting. Hamlin is 20. Blaney and Larson are tied at 23. 
Elliott's minus 78. So, I, I mean, Billy, realistically, when these drivers go to Phoenix, um, Hamlin, Blaney, Larson, and Elliott have to go into this race looking for a win. Do you agree? I, I agree with you on that. I mean, we, Kyle Busch and Logano yeah. are going to be everybody. Famous. Everybody outside the top four has to win looking at points. Yeah, and, mean, and, and let's let's be unless, honest unless here. Something, unless something really big happens early to the uh, to the eighteen or the twenty-two. Something yeah. big has to happen to them early where they're deep and, you know, they're they DNF. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, it's, I mean, it's going to, yeah, those cats have to win because, I mean, what's what did you say, Hamlin was 20? 20, 20, 20 out. Blaney and Larson are 23 a, out. You know, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of points. There's only, I mean, you're, you're talking, two, you're talking win stages and finish second and have, yeah. and them other guys still, you know, them other guys still have to have a bad day. Have to have a bad day and get out and get out quick. Well, Billy, I want to ask you about this. This year, it seems like it's come, it's been brought to the forefront maybe more than other years, but the intentional spin to bring out a caution. Now, it happened, you know, at Martinsville, uh, a short track, which, you know, it's it's hard to get down on the apron, that kind of thing. It happened at Texas. And, and I'm going to tell you, Bubba Wallace, I mean, somebody who had never seen a, a NASCAR race before in their life could tell that he was trying to he, – he's so bad, Billy, he couldn't even spin it out the first time he tried. He had to do it a second time to spin the son of a bitch out. Um, I get on a super speedway that – you know, if you're if you know guys are flying around there 180 miles an hour, or so you leave a piece of debris out there, that can be dangerous. But on a track that big, Billy, you're going to be able to get down to the apron. The the big deal is you're going to go a bunch of laps down. Do Dale Jr. said, um, bring out spinning around and bringing out a caution ain't no big deal. Just don't uh, don't talk about it. And everybody's done it. Blah blah blah, Billy. From a fan perspective, do you care if they spin out, or do you think? They need to have something – something needs to happen so this doesn't happen or can continue to go on. Where do you sit on the fence, Billy? All right, here's here's my thought. Kyle Larson was the one that brought it up because he yep. was uh, – he went a lap down. Mm-hmm. First of all, had his crew not uh, left the lug nut off, he went, uh, went a lap down for him to be bitching about this. So he's not – he's blaming the wreck for what his crew guys got him a lap down for the main reason. And as far as spinning out on your own, I mean, there's no rule saying you can't. I mean, till there's a rule, I mean, what do you do? It's been going on. I remember Dale Jr. wrecking that number eight Budweiser cart Bristol and the dumbass getting on the radio, Brad. <laughs> that was pretty cool, wasn't it, boys? Yeah, that's the reason yeah. why he got caught. And before we bring Rob Lopes in here, the actual professional, I, I want, here's the way I look at it, Billy. If, you bring up a point about the rule. NASCAR made up this rule about, you know, the 100% rule. And the 100% rule is the dumbest of all the dumb rules NASCAR has. The 100% rule is the dumbest word. rule that, that I can think of. Because here's the thing. One could argue that Bubba Wallace was driving 100% to give himself a better shot to win or to finish better by spinning out. Others could say, well, he wasn't driving 100% because if he was driving 100%, he would have got down on the apron, went around, and got his pit stop. He, he was he was cheating. He was. I don't care 
one way or the other, I do not care. Um, Dale Jr. said something which I highly disagree with. In fact, I think it's kind of dumb, but it's coming from a driver. Dale Jr. said you should let the drivers police this themselves. What? I mean, come on, Dale Jr. Uh, please, God, Dale Jr., you don't think that that's actually something that's going to, to work. Because the, the, the drivers aren't going to police themselves about spinning out like that. Kyle Larson brought it up because he had to, because he went a lap down. Billy, you're exactly right. He went down the lap because they were on pit road. They forgot to put a damn lug nut on it, and he was on pit road when it happened. Here's what I say. I say if you have a flat damn tire and it is going to come out, and NASCAR has called a bajillion damn cautions when there was nothing but bird shit on the track, Billy. We know this. <laughs> a water bottle. <laughs> Uh, a, a water bottle on the apron, and they're going to call. I don't give a shit if, if Bubba Wallace goes down there and, and spins his car out because he has a flat tire. It'd be different if he's mechanically sound. Now, I have a problem with that, Billy. I have a problem with, you know, bringing out a caution, to, you know, to help out a teammate or something like that. But if you have a, a mechanical problem or an issue like that, you're going to tear up a, a race car, you know, something like that. I, I, I honestly don't have a problem with them spinning out. What I do have a problem with is everybody acting like, everybody acting like this is some sort of horrible, terrible thing. It's racing, in my opinion. This is this has been going on since the dawn of time. Nobody brings up the fact that when somebody wrecks a car and there's eight other people that get in it. I mean, I've long thought if, you know, if Denny Hamlin causes a crash because he's paying somebody back and he wrecks, you know, $2 million worth of race cars, hell, Denny Hamlin ought to pay for that shit. But I think it's racing, and you got to use some common sense. I don't want NASCAR trying to use common sense because those dumbasses don't have any. What I want is I want people to understand that this is going to happen like people are going to get payback. I think I just let it play it out itself. Um, it doesn't happen to the point where it ruins everything. The drivers are certainly not going to, to do because because the driver's got a crew chief and and somebody else in his ear. But I think you just need to let it go and not even not even worry about it. But let's bring in the expert here, the the guy who actually gets paid for, for doing something in NASCAR. Rob Lowe, you've been around this sport forever. I know you you've seen this forever. What is your opinion on what Bubba Wallace did? Good, bad, indifferent? What do you think? I mean, he I, – I wasn't aware, to be quite honest with you, I wasn't aware he spun himself out because, here again, you, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm the quote-unquote professional. So, during the race, I'm kind of busy. <laughs> and especially when things aren't going smooth for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm going to sidetrack you a little bit as far as you, you brought up the whole team sport thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm passing notes to the crew chief. He's passing notes to me. You know, talking about tire pressures or, you know, what is there something we can change tire-wise, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Is there something we can do different to, to you know, help our race car? Um, you know, th- those guys are up there pounding away on their computers trying to figure out what adjustments to make without, you know, sending us over the edge one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So we're all pretty busy. And all, all I know is a caution comes out. I hear yellow, 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 you know. And... It's like, okay, we got you know, we're probably going to pit or, you know, we got to listen for our call, whether we're staying out, pitting, two tires, four tires, whatever. So I'm I'm not sure what's going on. I just know there's a cost. Yeah. Now, I heard that he spun himself out. I also, as a matter of fact, I just watched the video, and it looked like he had a flat tire. 
And he did. It appeared that they were they were already under caution, were they not, or no? No. Okay, they weren't. It, and it looked like he had a flat tire. So okay, so he loops it to bring the caution out to give him a chance to get back to pit road. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you say? And I think you've said it yourself. If you're mechanically sound and you loop the car to bring a caution out because you're about to get lapped or something like that, yeah. You know, maybe you, you know, maybe NASCAR can, you know, they they're gonna they can tell they're not, you know, oblivious in the tower. They're really not. Yeah. Although you know, a lot of people might think they are. They're really not oblivious in the tower. Yeah. So <laughs> he had a flat. So he loops the car. Caution comes out. Okay. He can get back to pit road without, you know losing two laps before he gets there, tearing up his race car or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Yeah. And, you, you know, and with a flat, can you really say he looped it by himself? I mean, is it, you know, is it, oh, is he 100% looped it? 100%. He did it on purpose. How do you know? Yeah. Really? How do you know? Flat tire will do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anybody that's ever driven on the highway with one, the car's all over the place. You know, so well. I'll say this from from a debate standpoint, I would agree with you, Rob. From a a human being to another human being, he absolutely spun that son bitch around. He tried it the first time and screwed it up. But but the guys in the tower, oh oh, yes, he he one hundred percent did that. However, I will, but but I agree with you. He had a flat. He legitimately had a flat. He was going to get I, I, Texas Motor Speedway is a fast damn track. I, I I don't I don't have a problem with it there, Billy. I mean, he, he was you know I what I don't want is I don't want NASCAR trying to interpret a yellow line rule for Christ's sake because they've proven that that, that it doesn't it, the judgment calls never make sense in in NASCAR. So I just kind of. I I kind of like to just leave them the hell out of it. But hey, Rob, it, I have a question. Is, does Wait NASCAR not have does NASCAR not have the uh, tools to go back and look at his uh, what tack readings I guess to see if you know I think if I correct me if I'm wrong but I think they can monitor all that stuff probably because we can yeah you know the, the teams I mean, you know the NASCAR teams can monitor knows. all that yeah right so, well I mean, they know whether he was in the gas or he was out of the gas and jumped back in the gas to spin it out. Damn, Billy Bradley dropping, like, think bombs yeah. on us. Damn, Billy. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, if they really wanted now, to, they could pull the data and find out. But now we're back to are they getting too involved in what's going on in the race because now they're looking at exactly. they're there looking at all, at all your data to say, yeah. oh, well, you did it on purpose because it showed you were – uh, you know, you over rev the engine at one point, you spike the throttle, blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, do you, do we really want NASCAR to start doing that? No. And we're not even talking that about way this. Based on the telemetry, I don't think we do. Yeah, and we're not even, this isn't even a damn subject. If Kyle Larson, one of the eight guys that's in the running, goes a yeah. lap down because his teammates made a simple mistake. I mean, it's plain yeah. and simple. I'll put it like this. People, listen, the worst race in NASCAR history, in my opinion, is when Tony Stewart won Homestead to beat second place Carl Edwards in the quote unquote closest battle ever. That's the biggest bullshit race I've ever seen in my life. Every car on the, there was 40 cars on the track. 
38 of them got the hill up out of the way so that they could race. It's absolute bullshit race. And people say, oh, my God, this is a chase. you got to do this again. No, you need to run it exactly how the first 26 races are run. If it's not a problem in May, it ain't a problem in November as far as Datto is concerned. I, I don't want to see Pony Stewart and, and Carl Edwards again. That was the worst race I've ever seen in my entire life. In fact, if I'd have been at that race, I'd have been calling the governor of Florida to demand my damn money back for a sham. But I want it to be just like the first 26 races. If Kyle Larson's pissed about it, he can be pissed about it just like he can in May. And that's I think that's the way we're going to have to leave it, Billy. I don't know any other way. Uh, Billy, can a driver do – you, do you think a driver, the, the drivers can talk to each other and, and not have a, somebody spin out to bring out a caution? Is that something you think can ever work, Billy? No. I, I think if they've got a problem and a caution helps them, you're going to do whatever you can. I mean, yes. It's always been in the sport. Yes. I can't understand why Dale Jr. thinks drivers are going to be able to police that themselves. Dumbest thing I think I've ever heard that man say. I haven't heard him say a lot of dumb stuff, except he did pick um, he picked North Carolina as his favorite basketball team, Billy. And that, I mean, okay, that's the dumbest thing he's ever said. But um, uh, but, but this is wow. the second dumb thing I've ever heard him say. But let, And actually, Dale brought this up on his show, Billy. We've got to talk about the TMS driver intro. Did you hear what they did on the, on the driver intros there, Billy? I did not watch the intros, and I just picked up on what on the podcast, and I heard what he was saying, and like they were talking about the drivers, correct? Yeah, Rob, do you know what we're talking about? Have you heard this by chance? Okay, I I think I do. If they're talking about driver intros and they put it on the big screen as they're walking yeah. on stage, and it says yes. like Ryan Newman six car, and they put something. Yeah, they they put some little one line thing underneath of it. Yeah. I saw some of that. In fact, uh, huh, huh, I saw one. I just happened to be looking at the screen when they uh, introduced Ricky. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I don't what know if anybody Ricky? saw it. Ricky's was <laughs> Ricky's was <laughs> hates the Green Bay Packers. You know why. <laughs> And okay, listen. I, I just happened. I just happened, and that was. I think I might have seen two of them. And, I, and the funny thing is, I can't even remember what anybody else's was or what I saw. But I saw. Yeah. I, I just happened to look up, and I'm reading that. And I'm like, there ain't no way they just put that up there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. But I guess um, I, it sounded yeah. like there was some, I guess, uh, questionable stuff or something. I mean, I I read something about you know what Dale Jr. saying. Why would you roast the drivers? And guys are like, why would you yeah. roast the drivers or make fun of them or whatever when they're getting ready to go out there and drive 200 miles an hour, blah, 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 blah. I, I mean, is that what it was about? Was, yeah. Was there something yeah. that was yeah. derogatory? or? Yeah, there there was a lot of derogatory things there. Billy, What now, you know, you, you know – is that, are you good with that? Are you bad with that? Do you give a damn about it either way, Billy? What do you think about TMS um, putting embarrassing as a, true things up there? I, what do you I, think? As a fan's perspective, I would love it. I would love to see the Ricky Stenthouse one when it went across the big huh. screen there. That, that's that's <laughs> solid. 
I would be laughing till I left Texas Motor Speedway just on the Ricky Stenthouse one. Well, I'm going to put you like this. I thought it was wildly inappropriate, and I, I, that's something that, that I do on Twitter. That's something you do on Twitter, Billy. That's something who, somebody who does not have any personal connection whatsoever to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. says. I say that shit because I don't know Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And uh, for um, Daniel Hemrick, when they put it up on the screen, it said, wishes his last name was Dylan. And that is Cuss word. hilarious. I mean, that is absolutely <laughs> hilarious that they would put that up there on the screen. But I, if I'm Texas Motor Speedway and I'm looking for drivers to help me promote the race in my market, a market in which um, Austin, Texas drew 160,000 people on Sunday to watch the F1 race, Billy. It's a three-and-a-half, four-hour drive from, from Fort Worth. I actually know buddies that went down there and watched it instead of that are from Fort Worth instead of going to the um, NASCAR race. But you count on these 30-some drivers every week to boost your ticket sales. You want these guys to come in here, and, and for them to say stuff like that and put it up on the board like that, not only did I think it yeah. was wildly inappropriate, I thought that it was extremely bad business for a track to be making fun of the very people that the fans are paying money to go see. I was like, what, what? You're telling the fan that comes in there, hey, these guys are idiots. And, and it should be the exact opposite. They should be coming out to gladiator music and, you know, rough and tough and, you know, stuff like that. I, I thought it was wildly inappropriate and dumb, quite frankly, on that is, now it was all hilarious. Don't get me wrong. There's not one of them that I didn't think was funny. Um, I mean, they even said that, uh, who'd they say, uh, Garrett Smithley still in the way or some shit like that was up there. Um, and they said somebody, uh, yeah, he said somebody, I can't remember who it was, but the, on the screen it said, um, even Rex and I racing. I can't remember who it, who it was. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I heard Dale Jr. talking about, I believe, on the podcast. Yeah, or maybe it's Parker Kligerman, as a matter. I think it was Parker Kligerman. But I, I just think it's, you're trying to partner up with these guys. You're trying to get them to do radio bits. You're trying to get them to come in three every racetrack three weeks before their event has an event in their in their home city. Drivers fly to it. They have to do so many a year. They fly to it and they help promote that event. Well, who the hell? I mean, you think Corey LaJoy wants to show up and help uh, Eddie Gossage? You know, he's like. I mean, I can't imagine Ricky Stenhouse going, man, that was cold as fuck. And you want me to fly out to Dallas in February to pitch your damn race? No, I think I'm going to go somewhere right. else to do that. I just I just thought that was, I, though I thought it was hilarious, I thought the Texas Motor Speedway, that was idiotic of them. I just didn't understand it, Billy. <laughs> I still, I still <laughs> think it's pretty fun. I get, I get where you're coming from, from that perspective, but, yeah, I mean, there's no, some pretty I, funny shit. Billy, I want to know who – go ahead, Rob. Well, what I was going to say was – I'm sorry to interrupt you. But what I was going to say was I don't think that's the first – this isn't the first time they've done that. I think they've they, done stuff they, like that. Yeah, the they've definitely you know, done like – they've, they've done stuff similar to – This isn't new. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Eddie Gossage I mean, has I mean, a pretty wild know. circus out there for sure. Yes, he does. Yes, they – I mean, they – 
when they, I, I guess they call that little part of Fort Worth or Denton or whatever, they call it uh, No, no Limits, limit, Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. It's the truth. <laughs> there's definitely no limits. I mean, they Thank you for listening, and we hope you participate with us. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or Google Play, and visit our website, sloppyyellow.com, where you'll find information on being a Patreon and helping our charity, weareyoumatter.com. Well, Billy Bradley, we're going out to, I want to say Phoenix Motor Speedway, but it's ISM Speedway. It's hard to get used to that. Very hard to get used to, but they reconfigured that track. I mean, it didn't seem like we had a bunch of people, uh, you know, make mistakes when we've been there uh, since the reconfiguration. But it's very hard to get confused, you know, a little bit on 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 where you're at there because of it. Great place to watch a race. I I, I hear I've never been there, but had a lot of sloppy yellow people. Billy take pictures from the hill, watching it up there in the campgrounds, and probably the the worst spot to watch a race there is in the infield. I had a buddy watch it from the infield one time. He thought it'd be like Texas. And I, he thought he could be able to get up on his, on his RV and see everything, but it's a little flat out there, but very fast track. But Billy, here's what I'm looking at the people who need a win in, in Phoenix, Billy, uh, Kyle Bush is third, Joey Logano fourth, both of them, both of them past winners, uh, Joey Logano, fifth, 20 points out, uh, past winner. Uh, I mean, you, you've got uh, Billy Kyle Larson. I mean, he we know he loves to get up there on that high side and, and swoop on down there. He's made it very interesting, you know, for sure. I, I just – every Chase Elliott, I believe is – I think he won – he's won out there, hasn't he, Billy? I'm pretty sure he won out there. That's one of his victories. If not, he, he, he's a perennial top fiver. Really, every one of these guys, and, we, and Martin Truex Jr., by the way, is is either your number one pick, and Kevin Harvick's probably your number two pick on, uh, I mean, just flip off those guys. Everybody that's in the chase or in the playoffs, Billy, I think has a legitimate shot to win. Yeah, I would agree, except for maybe Kyle Larson. You don't think Kyle, of all of them, you don't think Kyle Larson's got the, he's got the worst shot? Of the top eight, I would say. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that, Rob Lopes. That is a, that's a very flat track. It uses a ton of apron out there. And I, I remember, by the way, I remember Ryan Newman telling a story that he and Buddy Baker were testing out there when Ryan Newman was a rookie, or maybe right in the year before he was, he was coming on. And um, uh, he kept saying, "I see something up in or some debris in in turn three, turn three, And they went up there and checked, and it was. A, bunch of damn rattlesnakes up there cooped up up along the track billy um uh that yeah that yeah i'd say there's some debris on there but just uh help explain how do you get around that damn track it's a weird track rob how do you get around that thing well they there's always there was always even before they reconfigured it there was always a kind of a dog leg Mm -hmm. uh what what was the backstretch and when they reconfigured it, they moved the start-finish line basically over into the corner, which is, I guess, in between one and two, um, which is a very interesting place for it. A little non-traditional, but whatever. Um, and now, instead of that dog leg, you have a great big apron coming off the corner, getting onto that straightaway, um, and everybody just cuts down onto the apron, you know, they basically cut the corner. I mean, it's the fast way to go. You know, yeah. shortest distance is a straight line. 
It's a fast way to go, and everybody uses it. So, you know, it, it's definitely Crazy. a different animal than, than where we – than where we race everywhere else, you know, it's a it's a basically a flat mile, um, but very different than Loudon. So, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, it's it can get crazy because now you got guys on the apron, you got guys on the racetrack, you know, they got to get up. be five wide up there. Straightaway, mm-hmm, and they got to get up on a straightaway to make it into three or yeah. two now, I guess, or what it is, or yeah, I I whatever corner that is, three two. <laughs> Yeah. They got to go. They got to go from five down to the probably corner, two there at some point. Yeah, the corner at the other end of the racetrack from where the start finish line is, whatever corner <laughs> yeah. that is now. I still don't know. I've been there a couple times since they've redone it. And I still haven't figured that point out yet. Yeah, it it definitely looks weird, Billy. I just, I, I mean, I don't even know where to begin on the on the implications here. Here we are. I mean, this playoff has delivered everything we wanted to see, Billy. We're pissed off at Kyle Busch because he's still in it, and he really hasn't had, you know, a, 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 a great – hell, he's barely even had a decent um, playoff thank, run. Thanks for a good 26 races is all Kyle Busch has kept him into. It got tons of storylines. Kyle Busch is not the least of which. Martin Truex Jr. comes out swinging. He's already back in there. Kevin Harvick, who I, we've said on this podcast, had a down year, should have probably won three more races. And, oh, by the way, still won four and has punched his card again, five out of six years, I believe it is, to Homestead. I mean, I just – you've got Chase Elliott with um, an outside shot, but, you know, here he is, young baby Jesus in the flesh, still deep in the playoffs. This, such a uh, this race has so many. This is going to be a crazy race from a mass standpoint. Uh, I'm very excited for it. But Willie, w- we let Rob Lope sneak in another victory last week. You know that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And wait, uh, last two weeks. Yeah, that's two in a row. That's that's two in a well, row. Well, you know, and... you 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 said I am the paid professional here, so I you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Well, you're showing it. Now. How, about, how about I'm just a real good guesser? Well, you are you are a real good guesser. Um, I, by the way, my Billy, my dark horse finished second in the race. I never thought that was going to be there. And if you remember last week, I said it's all SHR is going to do well except for Suarez. I don't think he can do anything. Well, hell, Suarez had a damn fast car um, yeah, the whole race. Day. Um, but we'll, we start with you, Rob Lopes. Um, you get your first pick. Who do you want as your winner, and who do you want as your dark horse? Well, I'm going to tell you, this is what I think. I think Kevin Harvick is going to double down, and he's going to win at Phoenix. Dang, all right. Um, and my dark horse is going to be the 14 of Clint Boyer. Okay. Clint Boyer's gotten a lot of love. I think all three of us have picked him in the last five weeks, and uh, uh, maybe that's a kiss to death. We'll see. Billy Bradley, um, the four and the 14. You you could be right. (laughs) The four and the 14 are off the board. You got everybody else. Who are you taking? Okay, I had the four, the 19, and the 18 in that order, so I'm going with the 19. Okay, great pick. True it. And then uh, I'm gonna go with Eric Almirola, man. He's Son of a bitch! That's literally who I was thinking about. And, and I, I got to be honest with you, I, you know, I personally would have ranked these guys as uh, I probably would have put Martin Truex Jr. one, uh, Kevin Harvick 
too, but there's really no wrong answer there. Those guys are going to be fantastic. I, I look at who's left. Joey Logano loves that racetrack. Kyle Busch loves that racetrack. Denny Hamlin has to have a victory. Um, I want to pick Denny Hamlin so, so, so very bad because he has to have it, and that, that's why I'm taking him. Um, I, I, he has to get up there and do it. He's very good there. If you remember, he I think he finished top five, Billy, after he had his ACL surgery. I think that was when he came back for it. Mm-hmm. And, and ever since he uh, did his Joey Logano impression, I I, I, I want that man to, to do that from uh, from Homestead. I think that would be hilarious. I'm going to take the 11, and I was going to take Amarola, but since you took him off the board, I really – Honest to God, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to swing for the fence. And Austin Dillon or um, William Byron are is the two wow. I was going to take. And I I just I, I just can't take I can't take Dillon. I'm going to take the 24 of of Willie Byron. He he likes that racetrack. He's been close uh, last year. This race he was close. I think he finished. Um, I think he had a top eight, five, ten, something like that. But um, I, I just I just I mean. He's seen all uh, everybody else win at a young age. I think he wants to get up there. Great you good with that, Billy Bradley? Hey, I'd like to inter- yeah. I'd like to interject one thing though. Getting yeah. back to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got Truex, Kevin punched their tickets. They're good. Yep. Uh, Kyle Busch is probably safe, probably. Mm-hmm. But I mean, anything can happen. The thing to remember about this is, because we were talking about winners and we picked our winners out of the top eight, and there's still some cats out there that can do the job that aren't in the top eight. But something to remember is if one of those dudes in point positions five through eight win that race, Logano's out. Yeah. Or whoever, you know, whoever's in the bottom point at that, whoever's fourth is out. Yeah. Because he gets pushed out. It's, It's the same, it's a similar scenario of, since we brought it up earlier, it's a similar scenario of Ryan Newman and Matt Benedetto at Bristol. Yes. yes. Somebody from behind you wins, it pushes you out. It pushes you further down the list. That's a great point. So, Great point. I mean, Logano's got to race. You know? Yeah. He's going to have yeah. to race. Kyle, everybody in that, those eight cars are, are, are going to race. Obviously, Truex and Harvick, yeah. you know, they want to win, and they're going to race. Because that's what they do. Yeah. And, but those other cats, they are going to be driving the wheels off their stuff to make sure they get in because everybody wants to get in. Because right now the top four are all past champions. Yeah. So Yeah, that's crazy to think. It, it's um, going to be big. It's going to be big. You know who we haven't talked about much is, is the two. Keselowski's good there. I mean, there's a bunch of other – we picked three of the of – the, of the top eight guys who could legitimately go in there and win. Right. That's why I think this race is going to be such such a good race. Billy Bradley, um, I know you've got uh, one buck in the freezer. I, I assume you're still hunting. Yeah, oh yeah. This is the time for us deer hunters in the next few weeks to come. Well, we, we're gonna we're gonna drag you out uh, next week to do a, a podcast, folks. Uh, when we do this next week's podcast, I want you to send us. Um, ideas for some sloppy awards. We still have uh, cat. We need categories for the sloppies. We can do that on the on the final show, and we're going to do a final show the week after Homestead. It's a week before Thanksgiving. We're going to do 
we're going to do um, uh, one more uh, final final show after that. Boys, for good of the community, I, I, I have to bring something up that we've already talked about before, but I just literally went to the grocery store, and there was like 12 carts, 12 carts in the daggum, uh, like in parking spaces, not, you know, where they're supposed to be and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, if nobody has anything else for good of the community, I'd say we all do something like that for the next week and, and and help uh, clear my mind a little bit. It might make me feel a little better anyways. All right. Well, listen, for Billy Bradley, I hope you do well in the woods uh, this weekend. Rob Lopes, man, run out there in Phoenix, and uh, let's get Ryan Newman up front. Maybe we'll get you guys a picture lane. That'd be fun as hell. I'm Datto. Y'all enjoy this race weekend. Let's see who makes it to Homestead. What do you say, fellas? Thanks for listening to Off the Rails. Take a listen to Datto's new favorite song, Bougie by Mixpack. Can you just like chill for a second and stop being bougie all the dang time? Let's have some fun, all right? Let's go. Bottoms up. Drinks on me. Later on, after party my crib. Got this girl on my right shit. Why you gotta be so bougie? So bougie, bougie. Why you gotta be so bougie? So bougie, bougie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta chill. Need to relax. Not everywhere. A VIP pass, keep it up, you'll have no real friends left, designer girls aren't gonna earn your respect, just stop, you're being too loud, your trash talk won't make your mama proud, snap snap, show your picture perfect, they laugh, back up, you ain't even in the limelight, bottoms up, slow down, slow down, drinks on me, oh wow, oh wow, later on, after party my crib, but this girl on my right shit, why you gotta be so bougie, so bougie, bougie, why you gotta be so bougie, so bougie, bougie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Girl, you gotta chill. Why you so damn thirsty? Oh, he got a rolly. Now you so damn basic. Man, I ain't saying you a gold digger. But what you doing at SLS when you stay at Azusa? It's okay, not my biz, so I'm gonna walk away. Got better shit to do than to entertain you. Said she want the Fendi swimsuit with the Fendi shoes. Then she looked at me. I said, you picked the wrong dude. I'm out. Bottoms up. Slow down, slow down. Drinks on me. Oh, oh, oh. Later on, after party my crib, but this girl on my right shit. Why you gotta be so bougie?